Hello and welcome to the More Media Records Off The Air podcast. I'm Christian. I'm Lauren. I'm Matt. And if you want to join our little club here, just talk about music, just have a good time, be around like-minded people who love music, come down to More 182, Thursdays at 6. Now today we got a really interesting topic here. Since the year's kind of wrapping up, we are going to talk about albums of the year and how good of a year it was for music, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. in my opinion... It's been the best since like 2016, which is just like absolutely crazy. And I honestly prefer this year over 2016. Hot take, maybe. That's a statement. It is. It is. That's interesting. I've never actually really, I mean, whenever the year ends up, I recap my favorite stuff that came out, but I never really judge years by year like, oh, 2016 had like these eight awesome albums or 20. I mean, I think definitely compared to last year, you know, artists maybe had a lot more hurdles with COVID. And even now, um, you know, with what has happened in the past two years, there's a lot more food for thought to make better albums. But I would agree this year was pretty great. It was. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, especially because I'm so into the hip hop genre, like this year in hip hop was absolutely crazy. So many big name artists dropped. We got Kanye West. We got Tyler, the creator. We got G.A. Cole. We got JPEG Mafia. It was just Drop after drop after drop, and I love to be engaged with it the entire time. It was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I really loved Tyler's new album. Oh, it me was too. fire. And the day it got released, I was driving actually back to Mount Pleasant from my hometown, which is a good two and a half hour drive. And I was like, mm, yes. Yes. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's Tyler's always been one of my favorite rappers. And as a person who's pretty sparse on the rap game, I love it. You know, he goes from Igor to just doing like more mixtape stuff. He's got, I don't know his name, but the DJ who was like, you know. Oh, DJ Drama? Yeah. Like, I just love that. And I was like, man, this guy's just so good. Yeah, it was like his own personal high man on the album. Like, mm-hmm. that was sick. Yeah, definitely my f- top five of the year, for yeah. sure. Yeah, top five for sure, too. Yeah, for me. And I honestly didn't go too, too in-depth into, like, R&B rap this year. Um, clearly, I had a phase of, like, sad girl music this year for some reason. I wasn't really that sad, if I'm going to be honest, but it spoke to me to a level. So a everyone lot of indie phase, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I guess everyone does. Yeah, um, you'll, you'll just be with your AirPods, like, you know, bopping down the sidewalk. But it's like, <laughs> you know... Yeah, the, the Phoebe Bridgers like okay, <laughs> uh huh. Okay. But I don't know. I know you guys say that you really liked this year in music. For me personally, I think it probably has a lot to do with where I was, like I guess mentally or like um, just where I was in my music exploration. But I feel like a lot of this year, I honestly spent listening to the same music, which was kind of lame. I mean, this podcast, of course, got me to listen to some great new stuff. And even if I wasn't on, like, I was able to still have those albums from the group chat and, like, listen in on what you guys have been doing. So I've been grateful to have you. But otherwise, I feel like in my realm of exploring, I only really explored one genre of, like, folk indie. And that's a fun genre, don't get me wrong. But I feel like I could have definitely dove deeper into, like, the stuff that you guys brought up to the table was like so experimental and cool. Um, but yeah, I I think 2021 was a weird year for me in yeah. music. Well, it's interesting you say that about music because also for you viewers at home, the second bit, we're going to each go through our favorite album track by track, kind of break it down. But, you know, I think it also depends on the environment when you are listening to music. Because for me, I'm a delivery driver. So 
I'm always playing either a podcast or music, and I try to download like two or three albums if I have the time and then listen to new stuff. And a lot of the times I find either like pop, hip hop, kind of stuff where I want to, you know, if I go in and out of my car, I can find something that's good to bop to or a good beat. So that's mainly what I listen to for music, where is if I feel like, you know, especially with some albums, I need to have my good headphones. I want to listen to everything. I want to try to read the lyrics, really understand the album. And I think your music taste leans more towards that. And like throughout the year, were you more like isolated listening to music like that? Yeah. So I think that I did this like exploration into like soft folk type music because I spent a lot of this year reading writing and doing schoolwork and the only times that i was like hype and listening to music were literally while i was a camp counselor so it all had to be camp appropriate so it was like classic rock stuff the disney hits playlist the disney hits playlist (laughs) which really messed up my spotify rap if i do say so myself but listen for the kids donda messed up my spotify rap (laughs) so bad he was my top artist Really? Yeah, what? which is kind of embarrassing because I don't even like Kanye that much. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> it's because Donda was like two and a half hours and it was on repeat for like two months. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, I listened to like the same songs over and over. So during Spotify Raft, I was looking through and I'm like, wow, this is kind of embarrassing. Like yeah. how much we, I listen to this song. Can we just talk about how like amazing Spotify Raft is? Like that is the only like situation where I'm like, yes, this company, please track my data. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me know what I've been doing all year, please. Well, I kind of wonder how accurate it is because some of them, they're like, oh, you listen to 226 genres. And I'm like, like, how are we defining that? And also, yeah, I don't even right. see genres on Spotify that much, you know, unless it's yeah. like a playlist. But some of the some of the genres just sound like Spotify's like making them up. Like, yeah, like I, I, I saw this one on Twitter. I don't know if it was just like a like a joke, but it literally was like bubble pop. Yeah, and I was like, what is bubble pop? I feel what does like that even mean? bubble pop. Have you ever heard of Poppy? Like the mm-hmm. internet star? Oh, the yeah, the like. The, um, like, weird girl with the blonde hair yeah, that concrete. was doing creepy stuff for a while. Uh, if you've listened to her music, I think it's, like, bubble punk pop, if I could describe it really? in one way. Anyway, yeah. No, sorry. but the same thing is uh, <laughs> the group, well, what I found was uh, Magdalena Bay that I love, love. And we'll get into that. But it was, like, they were described as poolside pop with going into yacht rock or or yacht pop and i'm like so is it just more production that people listening to it are like richer like how like, is money part of the genre and you know, we talk about genres early in the year i'm just like you know just like it's pop i guess yeah that's funny like i'll say like you know alternative <laughs> indie classic like those are hard genres you can stick to but come on spotify stop fluffing your numbers <laughs> yeah so do we want to talk about some runners up before we get into our albums of the year because i have a few that I'm like really excited to talk about, despite the fact they're not my album of the Ooh, year. Yes, please tell me your tell me um, your runner ups. So number one, I would say is the new Turnstile album Glow On, which I actually like saw a few music reviews on it, including Fantano's, and was like, mm, I need to check that out. And it just totally fit the vibe that everybody explained. If you haven't listened to it, I would highly check it out. Highly recommend checking it out. Like. 
super fun music to headbang to or just like blare in the car and be completely still for some reason that's how I feel the vibe is can be like it's not necessarily hardcore but when I'm listening to nothing but Phoebe Bridgers it's definitely hardcore in comparison um and then I was telling you guys about before recording uh this artist Noga Ares who my good friend Isaac showed me um a live version of the song Views by them and I totally got into this chick and then she released this album in 2021 Kids and it's really like cool and experimental something that like I would never listen to had I not been told by a friend to check it out necessarily but I would recommend that too it was pretty fun and then I'm just going to go down the list at this point. Mm-hmm. Get them done. Do it. Um, hospital bracelet, South Loop Summer. This is this sounds like sad girl, but it's like edgy sad girl, like uh, pop punk sad girl. Okay. So it was really fun for me, and it was definitely on repeat. And then my last one was actually Blood Bunny by Chloe Moriando. Um Funny enough, I have a personal connection to her. I, like, stood next to her in choir for years. Um, She's so amazingly talented, and this is her second album, I believe. Maybe third. Um, But I love the production on it. I think it's great. It gives me early 2000s nostalgia, and, like, it's just a fun pop album to listen to. And it covers so many, like, topics for being 18 or 19. She's so young. She's a year younger than me, and... She's so skilled. Like, I knew she was going to be famous in high school because she had perfect pitch and just was so skilled at songwriting. But, like, to see her come out with this stuff now is such an exciting and cool experience. And it was, like, my number one runner-up to the album that I chose because I just loved it. And I've listened to it on repeat. That's so cool. I got to check it. Is she, like... You know, like, how many listeners she has on Spotify? A lot. Let me look her up really so quick. So she's actually, like, famous. She's famous, famous. She got picked up by Fueled by Ramen, which Ooh. is, like, insane. Um, She got recognized originally, I believe, by Cave Town or Atlas. I was, like, in choir with her when all this was going down. I remember her being like, oh, my gosh, people are, like, picking up on my tracks and, like, really enjoying them. It is her third album. I will let you know. But um, she currently has... I can't read numbers if you want to read that number. Oh, 20 or uh, 2 million. Yeah. 2.7 million. Yeah, she's. You said really next to her in choir. That's a flex. Yeah, is yeah, there like a line that's, that's like, you know, sometimes I wish I could be the girl next to me in choir? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, there was nothing like that. Um, I'm not mentioned on any of the albums, but I do know the people she's singing about, which is kind of funny because, like, they all ran in my friend groups. And, like, well. To a degree. I mean, I don't know necessarily. Wow, I could just be awesome. assuming. But, like, she is really skilled and talented, and that's, I would highly recommend checking her out. That's crazy that you have, like, a deeper layer of context about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about making it my whole choice for the album, but then I was like, I will spend the whole time talking about how cool she is as a person instead of the music itself. So I put it as my second best. But, like, like I said, please listen to it because – it's phenomenal for a 19-year-old or 20-year-old, and it's generally, like, not to say her early stuff wasn't good, but, like, so much more well-developed and, like, produced. Definitely mm-hmm. more well-produced than her early-on stuff, and yeah. I really like seeing that You see growth. that with artists a lot, though, but, like, by the time they get to their third or fourth album, they seem to, like, find their sound. Yeah, yeah. I think she's, like, 
really finding her sound. She just toured with Ash Nico, actually, Ooh. which is really cool. Um, and she's just a great gal, um, a really fun songwriter, and I would recommend. Yeah, Ooh, I'll <laughs> check that out. Uh, I'll quickly go through my honorable mentions, uh, like kind of what you're saying about like the early stuff for some people aren't bad. But then when they actually get their sound or try to get themselves out there in a real way, that's when it pops. And for me, my two, well, three, I guess, were uh, VBND Scum Funk, which he before did kind of like his early stuff was like kind of like poppy electronic stuff that you'd make on a Castillo keyboard, like like low production, something kind of like that. But it, it was kind of catchy. He used like a lot of bottle sounds and like. It wasn't too jarring, but it was still like kind of cool bop too. I remember finding it. I was like, okay. And then me already loving funk and jazz. Then he releases a EP two years ago or 2018 called Daughter of the Sun. And it's like this slow, like funky bass. Like it rolls. It's a walking bass and a lot of things. And then this girl, Katie Tupper, sings in like most of the songs. And she's just such a beautiful vocalist. Doesn't have her own stuff. But she is amazing, and I was so happy earlier this year when he released his full album, Scum Funk, and I was like, please have Katie on it. And it's like, she's on like everything, and I'm like, yes. And it's, this is really like, when I first got it, I was like, okay, I'm getting a nice like bottle of scotch, I'm just going to sip it and enjoy like a low room, just like funk stuff, and it was so good. Highly recommend it. He's not that big either. He only has well, 200,000 on Spotify, but love him. Love him to hey, death. Yeah. Scumfunk. That sounds fun already. Like, yeah. that's a perfect album name. Just Yeah, it goes to a lot of themes of like, it's kind of like a, you know, some definitely listen to it at night when you're kind of like introverted, like mulling over kind of like, you know, some parts about life. Uh, my second one, speaking of being like a delivery driver and bopping, I found this group Great Time. They're really uh, not well known. They only have about 8,000 listeners. And they, please check them out because they had an EP come out this year. Sounds like Blank Volume 2. And like, it's only five songs, but each three of them are like just bumping. And the other two are more slow. And they're trying to send it out to lit labels and on the Twitter, like, please. And they're so good. So I'll be checking that out. Check I that love out. to see some smaller artists. This is very yeah. 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 <laughs> I was highly debating, like, hmm, they're only touring in like the East. Should I drive to New York to see them? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh I'm that person too. I see that on Spotify, one of my favorite artists is like in New Jersey, and I'm like, hmm, how could I get there? <laughs> like <laughs> What do I have to do this day? Yeah. <laughs> oh, was, yeah, and that's too. There uh there's only a couple people that were coming to Michigan that I wanted to see, and one of them canceled because of COVID. <gasps> And the other one, I thought she wasn't touring. And then my friend went to go see the um, mainstay band, and she was the runner-up. And she, like, texted me. She's like, yo, it's, like, Zayla Day. You love her. And I'm like, what? I didn't know. So, oh, Zayla Day. I really Zayla Day. Zayla Day? I think. I, I don't know. I've liked her since I was, like, in middle school. Big fan. That added I, to my development. <laughs> like, yeah, that, before, we were talking about the EP that came in 2020. I would mention it with a, where the devil hides or mm -hmm. where does the devil hide amazing but to quickly wrap up my last one of course i like tyler the creator uh, mild high clubs new almost pretty good oh, highest coyote yeah. all that kind of fun stuff um but definitely uh i also liked silk sonic 
Oh, yes. That was like the more popular one that I was really happy about. I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite albums of all time, but I can easily put that on any time and be happy. It's right. an era piece, definitely. But I mean, they just encapsulated it so well. And Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars just played oh off each other God. like so well. So well. I've it's, been loving Anderson Pack for a oh, long yeah. time both, now. Yeah, and professionals. Mm -hmm. Just phenomenal duo. Okay, yeah. so uh, my first one is This Thing of Ours by The Alchemist. Now, The Alchemist is a producer, um, and he's got a really, like, unique and kind of like a lo-fi production style. But basically, he just got, like, an, like, the Avengers of underground rappers and just had them all hop on this uh, LP and was just like, all right, I'm just going to go crazy on the production. Like, he had Earl Sweatshirt, Boldy James, uh... Uh, oh, Navy Blue, too. Just, like, some great artists. And I think he's actually going to come out with, uh, like, a deluxe version with uh, one of my other favorite rappers, Mavi, if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep. He sounds a lot like Earl. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I've listened to, like, a few of his songs. I'm not yeah. super big in there, but, like... He, he's very good. You should yeah. explore uh, Let the Sun Talk. Let like, the Sun Talk. Yeah, that's okay. his biggest album. It's... It's fantastic. It's absolutely incredible. Definitely. So uh, I was going to say Silk Sonic, so <laughs> whatever, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my next album is Summer's Over by Jordana and TV Girl. And now uh, this was this kind of came out of nowhere because this is kind of just like 21 minutes, seven tracks. And it just kind of dropped out of nowhere. And I remember just pressing play and loving every single song um if you've never heard of jordana before she's like a uh, indie pop and uh you guys know tv girl? i know tv girl I know TV so girl, i was yeah. wondering if it's like more on the tv girl side of like so the tv girl does the production on most of it and then jordana jordana has a beautiful voice like absolutely lovely and it's a uh, it's just a great album summer's over uh yeah yeah and then my last one which is the closest the closest and it almost took the spot uh the offline version of lp by jpeg mafia um <laughs> i'm very big into experimental uh rap and i like so the thing about this one is that there is a version on spotify and a version on soundcloud and they are pretty different because jpeg mafia could not get like uh all the samples cleared right. so he was just like all right I'm putting out the uncleared version on uh, SoundCloud and the cleared version on Spotify. And I actually went to his tour in Pontiac mm -hmm. uh, for this album. It was crazy. So fun. The energy was like absolutely insane Where off the charts. in Pontiac? Was it like the Loving Touch or something? No, Cause... it was the Crowfoot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I always confuse those two. I'm goofy. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so was, is the yeah. offline version like way way better like would you say don't even listen to the spotify version i'd say definitely listen to the soundcloud version it's not like way 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 better but like the samples are, make it yeah, yeah there are a few tracks that like just didn't make the spotify version i think one of the best tracks hazard duty pay is just like fantastic like incredible and that did not make the spotify version which i was very sad about but Whatever. Yeah, they were always one I needed to check out because I love, you know, like Death Grips. And oh, yeah. I know there's a couple of others. I think it was Head CV. I can't remember the name, but also the kind of like out there rap, just like, you know, 
really like abrasive and I love that. So yeah. I definitely yeah. will check that out. And now that you thank God you told me, because I was I would just listen to Spotify version. I yeah, mean, me probably too. still good, but you know. I'm gonna have SoundCloud. to reboot yes. iCloud or Get it up. <laughs> iCloud. iCloud. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been since like middle school, like I said to him. But I think I only used SoundCloud for like meme mashup music mm. back in the day. <laughs> so See, that's, have to go that's back. just where I found like all my like uh, unreleased music by artists. Like, there's a lot of like Mac Miller unreleased. Yeah, music. I know that there's a lot of unreleased music for a ton of people yeah. on SoundCloud, but I just never really got into the SoundCloud vibe. But I feel like it's so good for um, finding new versions of things you didn't know existed out exactly, there yeah. so i mean that's what i listened to faces on before it came out on streaming right. services yeah so, like, very thankful for that very cool very cool mm-hmm. all right. right you guys ready to dive into Let's do our Let's albums it. all right so i will kick it off first uh my album of the year the top one was magdalena bay's mercurial world and Basically, how I came to know Magdalene Bay was just, you know, they were recommended on Spotify, and I found them in, like, June. And as soon as I heard a single, I was like, okay, I'm not even going to wait to download this to save my data. I need to listen to all of their singles. And each one, they started in 2017. It's uh, Micah and Matt. They're a couple in Los Angeles. And first off, relationship goals make a killer pop album together, make music. <laughs> But if you don't know a lot of their other stuff and like kind of their vibe, their website, they made it wanted to Ooh. look like like a early 2000s, like stuff you'd find on the web when it first was kind of like unannounced. And I think it was kind of big this. world, like a big world theory, which was <laughs> like the world's in a dome. And this guy who created this website looks all crazy. Their aesthetics yeah. On a whole nother level. Like, like, I really like that. Yeah. And uh, also, I got their hat. Got to rip oh, it. Oh, word. And yeah, a lot of their singles, they do a lot of different stuff. Um, obviously, this is their first uh, album they actually produce by Lumin, Lumin, Luminaire. That one. <laughs> Whichever. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> a lot of their other singles, they did like Homemade Green Screen. A lot of cheap stuff, a lot of like, you know, interesting stuff. They're big on TikTok for a lot of their kind of like vibe quirkiness. I thought I saw them on there. I, I genuinely, when I first saw that name, I've deleted TikTok at this point, but like I mm-hmm. was like, this unlocked something from TikTok days. And I love their music videos and I was just like entra- enthralled by them. Like, I want their vibe. Like, they just seem like people that you can just hang out with, listen to music, go get sushi and like never be bored (laughs) and when i found them out i was like oh so what are they making looked them up they're like oh they're making an album and luckily i got to see all of the when the singles came out as soon as i found them i listened to them and it kind of pieced together this album so i'll start from the beginning which is called the end and you can definitely tell their vibe with the internet based on micah's vocals she kind of does this hypnotic kind of like computerized voice like talking like monotone to kind of set the album and a big part of this album was they didn't have an opinion on making it a certain message they kind of wanted to be you know the end is the beginning the beginning is the end the world kind of is always happening it never changes so just be happy and along for the ride and whatever this world brings which they go through a lot of different um kind of themes throughout the album but you know what are your opinions on uh the first track that is like a real track mercurial world okay so like 
I listened to the albums all day today, um, like re-listened through mm -hmm. um, your two. And specifically on the first listen of the first two tracks, including the end, I thought like shoegazy 90s synth pop Marina and the Diamonds, mm -hmm. which was so like interesting and nothing that i expected from you man i'm not gonna lie really? well i know that you have really unique taste and so i guess i should have but like just turning it on immediately i was like oh wow this is gonna be a ride and i'm excited for it so yeah i really liked the first two tracks i love the way you described your voice is perfect it's like something that just gets stuck in your head almost like a like an enchantress type mm -hmm. beat you know what i mean she like, has this whispery quality and she yeah. goes she has a lot of different vocal styles too which especially in the singles you can hear her kind of grow from like a more plain style to very stylized and you know i just love every single track that she sings on i whispery female vocals any day yeah and i i love how that whispery like female vocals don't get masked over by the production too mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is like crazy because the production is so just vibrant and yeah. crazy i mean it's like that's that's the thing that stood out to me about this album was the production was absolutely insane like i haven't enjoyed a pop album this much in a very long time mm -hmm. yeah, yeah they go through a lot of either bright or dark and the ones that were the singles i'll touch upon one of my favorite songs was secrets your fire um definitely like a lot more upbeat and like that that's the definitely what I would say is if Magdalena Bay is one song, it's that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And that was the second uh, single that came out. So I was pretty happy to see that. The music video is great. They're like in a Windows 98 like screensaver going through like all this part of the Internet. I'm just like, oh, finally, you guys have money behind you. I'm so happy. And I feel like you guys really would like the song You Lose. Especially oh, I loved that, that was my song. favorite. That was my yeah, favorite. me too. I, I was going <laughs> to say, as soon as you were done talking, my favorite track was You Lose. It was so fun. And, like, turning it up full volume in my car was phenomenal. It completely, like was completely different than the vibe outside because in the Mount Pleasant area, it's very drab and boring and dark early. And this song was like just getting me jazzed and interested again in like and like the heavy guitars like it just makes you yeah. want to headbang yeah way different I, vibe i also love the transitions on this album like specifically yes. from dawning of the season into secrets your fire yep mm -hmm. like i was like god damn did this switch songs on me like that, yeah. that was insane <laughs> the transitions on both of your albums i have to say were just killer like stellar Everything I wanted and more. I'm a I was sucker happy. for transitions. Like, yeah. If you have transitions yep. on your album, like, fall in love instantly. I love yeah. that. And uh, then leading on, because we don't have too much time, Cherry was the first single that came out. And when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, are they just changing vibes? But it really is just this really unique song that shows their diversity. It's the very, like, you know, dark song about uh, her friend with depression not wanting to get up. But... It's probably the most well-produced song and makes sense why it was the first single ever released for them. And, you know, leading into Halfway, uh, I actually like really love this song. It's like an interlude, but it's still like, you know, a song on its own where it's not just, you know, throwaway interludes. Yeah, that's what I thought about that track, too, is I was like, I appreciate how, like, even the little interlude -y bits have been really clearly well thought out and that could, like, they could be put on a playlist and you still wouldn't 
think anything of it, you know? Yeah, they just, and that's what, they just have a lot of attention to detail to make it, you know, it's definitely indie pop and they don't want to do something that is already produced. And I feel like a lot of pop is leaning more towards the dark pop side of today. Like a lot of popular artists getting into that kind of style, but you know, then they come with a song like Hysterical Us, which was the last single released. And I listened to it. This one I especially love just because of the meaning. And like, you know, I something like myself, I always wonder like aliens, like, why are we here? Like they're talking about like sucking in oxygen. How do we learn to breathe? And it's like, you know, those questions you kind of get in, you're like, yeah, really? Like, and also the music video is amazing. They have uh, their friends make all these like puppets. It's like bright, vibrant, all this like kaleidoscope. And it's like, just so vastly different from Cherry, but it both sounds like, you know, the group and they have a cohesive vision. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to check out these music videos. Me Everyone too. you've described, I'm like, wow, that sounds really interesting. I got to add them yeah. to my trippy playlist, I <laughs> and, guess. And <laughs> like, uh, definitely check out their singles beforehand. Most of them are short. Most of them are like two, two, three, two and a half minutes, but they bop and their uh, song was number one because I have it on my running playlist and it keeps me going. Um, and then... Leading into the little last bit of the album, it's definitely very, uh, like, Prophecy is, you know, very unique and different, kind of like this, like, love ballad. And I love how, like, the drums will, like, crescendo with this roll, but it doesn't have a pound. It just goes into the chorus. Love that. Um, and then definitely the last two songs, Dreamcatching and The Beginning. The Beginning was my favorite not-single song. That was, like, the super, like, hype, not, like, hyper-pop, but, like, just like bright interesting song and like the vocal like uh, tune they put on it I was just so happy and it makes sense why they would leave on such a happy note it kind of completes the album like yeah this is the end but it's also the beginning yeah yeah. that is a great album I really enjoyed listening to it all the way through and then going back and listening to singles because I knew you were going to talk about the singles and I was like yeah, these definitely work as singles, but the album altogether was so cohesive and great. Yeah. I was a fan. And them just having, you know, the time to do their own stuff without labels and then making their first album, it's a great stamp. And I think they only have more places to go because they are always trying new things. And that's what great artists do. And hopefully when they tour again, they'll come to Michigan. They're sadly yeah. not coming to Michigan, but love you guys. Yeah, we're looking at you. Come see us. We want to see you. What you got against the Great Lakes? Okay, we're not California, but we're pretty great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes. All right. So I guess we're going to move over to my Ooh, album of yes, the please. year, which was Lucy Dacus's home video. Um, you know, I briefly touched on how this was a bit of a sad girl year, and this album should not be just like brought down to that level. I think that it's just so great for her second released album i believe yeah um well technically third once again off with the <laughs> album listings um but it was the one i was most looking forward to i knew it was being released and it was released in the middle of the summer i believe and i just fell in love immediately with the lyricism the way she decided to like change things up on tracks like partner in crime and the way she had such a like beautiful grasp on melody for songs like cartwheel like really stunned me so i guess going down the line the first track is hot and heavy which was released as a single and which made me realize an album was dropping soon and hot and heavy was just so 
great for a summer like indie girl vibe when it was early on released um i don't know if you guys enjoyed that track very much or if you had anything to say about it but yeah uh i think overall like it cemented her sound i love the vocal doubling i love just like i love the chorus of the song especially but it definitely does have that stripped backness but when i was listening to it there's a lot more interesting things going on and what you said later like partner in crime how is the auto-tune oh yeah and some other parts like each song is different like sometimes some albums will just like oh this song sounds the same where she cements her sound it's still different yeah it's also a very like expressive album like mm-hmm. she she covers a a lot of things here in in very good detail yes i <laughs> i just love her lyricism so much like I have never related to an album more or felt such like intense, like almost nostalgia, but not really like pain nostalgia. You know what I mean? Um, She just went into all these different topics in such a way that you could tell that she knew in her mind when she was a kid, one day I'm going to write a song about this because she detailed everything in her brain. Mm -hmm. And so the video, you know, the, title of the album is home video it's kind of a dive into nostalgia a dive into like her life in her early teens and her relationships at that time and it goes through her love of men and women and friends and family members and trying to help people cope with loss and she does it all in such a way where it's tied together somehow and I found that to be like amazing so like i said high and heavy was a great first track in my opinion and it gave you the hype for the album um because there needed to be hype somewhere and then we move on to things like christine and first time and these songs like get into the emotional depth that lucy felt for girls like that she was friends with at the time that she was young and just the way that she explained developing feelings while being like a part of a church in songs like VBS, which is Vacation Bible School. Like, yeah, that song specifically so hit a note with me just because I did go to a vacation uh, Bible school where it was more fun, like summer camp. But her her lyric about like it doesn't make the darkness go away; it just brings it, yeah, just makes it stronger. Just made that the was dark so feel darker because, than before. It's, yeah, like my personal views on religion, like this didn't help. But okay, I guess so. I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, especially with their own experiences. I mean, as an artist, like that's what you kind of want to do, kind of relate to your relate to your audience while also expressing yourself in the clearest and best way possible. Right. Which is exactly what she does on this entire album. She does it so well, too. And in the track prior to VBS, she is writing this serenade to a girl named Christine. And one of the first lyrics I knew was going in this direction of like vbs was when she said like we just came back from a sermon telling us how bent up evil we are and it's just so raw and real like you can picture her in the back of this truck with her friend on her shoulder and the feelings that she's trying to suppress and the way that she's just clawing to reality and trying to like understand herself as a teenager like going through all of these changes yeah. i feel like throughout the album she likes like basically snuck into your heart and then like released you know her emotional not like poison but like yeah this is how i feel these are the daggers that i've been feeling you're like wow to actually like feel that 
like especially in the song uh cartwheel is that the one about her father yeah. um so it's not about her father from what i understand i think it's about her friend's father who passed away and i think i could be assuming wrong but there is one girl on this whole album that she's talking about like this was her love when she was young um but even the like melody this is what got me with cartwheel was the melody feels like a cartwheel like it feels like a tumbling running beautiful line with these like just angelic like chord strummings mm -hmm. i just really loved how the melody went along with the lyricism in that track and then it gets to the dark and gritty thumbs which i know you you mentioned uh before oh, yeah, that's the one. Yep. that it's just like visceral and like real about how you know hurt she was by someone else's actions to her love like it's a song discussing um an absent father and we don't know whether lucy's partner is a female or a male in this situation but we do know that the father was not there and now the partner feels that they have to reconnect at this bar with the father and so lucy goes along for the ride and tries to be there for their partner and tries to understand but the whole time the chorus keeps playing over like i would kill him if you mm -hmm. let me i would kill him quick and easy like it's just a, a stunning emotional portrayal and i love 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 that track it yeah. was like on repeat which is mm, are you okay <laughs> but <laughs> yeah and i think it was in cartwheel i had a note here is that where the drum beat comes out of nowhere it's like really loud i have it written um, down in my notes that way i think so i think so but i don't know for sure if it's that track i know that it happens somewhere in the album because when i was listening to it that is my version of anger that i got from my dad we're always very calm very collected like 95 percent of the time but then if you're a volcano and you boil over like one thing gets you like on top of like seven other things you just got like like it's just that amount of anger a short quick burst and then you're back down i was like like that spoke to me more than anything. I was like, wow, I think that's really brave to do, especially when the whole album kind of is serenading you in this really like melancholic way. Yeah, definitely. And so then um, going further into the album, we have Going, Going, Gone, which is a cute track, in my opinion, where she like basically spans over her whole love life with men um, and how it was going, going, gone, and how, like, you didn't know if we were going out and a bunch of lyrical, like, little quirky uh, mm -hmm. relations that I just really liked. And that's just a fun track overall, a good indie vibe. And then it goes into Partner in Crime, which is, like, a total flip-up from the rest of the tracks, I feel, with this auto-tune and, like unsettling dissonance almost in the like choices and then you hear the lyricism and you recognize that she's talking about something that she experienced now like a pain that she experienced and that she's not talking about how she wishes to take the pain away from others but how she just went through this like weird and awkward thing with an older individual mm -hmm. um and like almost dated them but it wasn't and i love how she titled it partner in crime i think that's genius because she mentions in the song how she lied about her age so i guess technically she's part of this but you know it's um a great reflection on the things that you do when you're young and unaware and just um the way that that can affect you in the future and how you feel about it was really well represented through the music itself i thought mm -hmm. personally um and then we're on to brando and please stay 
Brando was my favorite track of the album per, by far, I mm-hmm. think. Um, I, I just love it. It's like, you're not Marlon Brando. I'm like, that is such a funny thing. Yeah. It. Brando uh, was probably my favorite as well. Yeah. I have like real deep personal connections to the first film boy that I ever dated with this song. Like it <laughs> strikes me deep in my soul because he <laughs> invited me to skip school to go see Casablanca with him. And the first lyrics are, you told me to skip school to go with you to the movies. It's mm-hmm. like... So cheesy and great and just a reflection of, like, indie emo boys being jerks in high school. But it's okay because it's laughable. And then the rest of the album goes on with Please Stay and Triple Dog Dare, which are both great songs. Please Stay was something I highly didn't expect um, because it seems like she's, like, begging for someone to stay in a relationship at first. But then you realize it's, like, please don't end your life. Like, I am here and I want to help you and here's all the reasons that it would be wrong and I love that track and Triple Dog Dare finishes it off in a very cute way talking Mm -hmm. about like how she Triple Dog Dares someone to like run away with her and live in this explore land because clearly this whole album was about her youth and how she kind of wanted to run away throughout it and I think she just wrapped it up really well with Triple Dog Dare being a classic indie song and being like her voice, like definitely uh, an encapsulation of how she has formed as an artist. And then just ending the album with like a high note. I thought it was great. Yeah, so. it's a sense of nostalgia of something that, you know, maybe some people like look back on and either cringe, like you know, said about your film boyfriend and stuff. You're like, oh, you know, it wasn't the greatest. Or you're just, like, man, I was so stupid when I did that. Or, you know, like how I was feeling, you know, how she made a lot of people who are, uh, in the queer side, they feel like with, you know, their church, they're like, well, I'm fighting this inside me. I don't know. I'm growing to be a person. Am I bad? Am I not? And, you know, not having those experiences, I felt it through her lyricism and definitely proves that she is a amazing songwriter. Yeah. She encapsulated it very well throughout. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. All right. So uh, moving on here, we got uh, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Lil Sims, baby, Lil Sims. Now, uh, I actually didn't know Lil Sims before listening to this album, but I instantly fell in love with her. Oh, my God, Mm. me too. Like, she is probably my top five rappers, like, now. And that's not not just off of this work. Even her previous work, like uh, Gray Area, is still phenomenal, but not to this level. Right. Like she, so I first want to talk about the production on the album, which was done by this British producer named Inflow, and I found it very theatrical, um, very like out there and very like this is me presenting herself in a very like grandiose way, which was incredible, but also had these like uh, this soulful R and B and hip hop with like Afro punk and gospel yes. influences and yes. that it, it was just such a unique sound that you don't really hear too much in today's hip hop landscape. Yeah, her flow was definitely like my favorite oh, yeah. part throughout the entire. Album. Oh my god, yeah. it was phenomenal. And so good. I mean, I don't really like British rappers that much, but I find her British accent so charming and endearing. Oh on, yeah, on like it it played its part like very well. Like mm-hmm. I am in love with her and everything that encapsulates about her music her like, flow kind of reminds me of like a british no name do you know what oh, i'm yes, saying yes. like that's the vibe i got but then the surrounding like 
uh, production level on this album just yes. enhances it by a billion. Because like, the production supports her delivery so well. It really like, does. You know her and Inflow have a very, like, just a very good relationship that they play off of each other very, very well. And uh, with the lyrical substance, too. Oh, the, yeah. She kind of covers a lot here, which uh, is some can be tricky sometimes, but I think she does it very well because she always stays uh, in a certain style and a certain flow, but also like branches out a bit, if that makes sense. Uh, some of the themes she talks about is uh, women empowerment, introversion, yes. racial discrimination, turbulent relationships, uh, the struggle to live up to expectations, mm-hmm. which is just like... Honestly, uh, a couple of those are just like universally applicable, which is why I recommend this album to absolutely anyone. It's empowering. It, it is, is so empowering. And it just makes you want to dance. Like, it is, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I know it's a play off her name. Uh, it's the first five letters. It is, yeah. So, it's, it's, you know, Simbi. And I think, it, yeah, it encapsulates like everything what she's saying too. And as a fellow more introverted person, you know, I saw in an interview, she said, like, why, you know, like, when you become famous, you're expected to be this extroverted, like, yeah, nonstop this. power of beaming energy. And she's like, I'm going to be up front and straight up make this album say, I am not that. So this is who I am. And exactly. the entire time I was loving it. And I love all the interludes. Oh, they play yes, so the interludes. Well. See, on my first listen, I thought it was some like a uh, like fairy godmother type. Right. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. As I as I listened more, it was it kind of sounded like more like her conscious, you know, just kind of speaking to her and kind of just like uplifting her out of these states that she constantly found herself in, which was like very creative for uh, interludes. And I really haven't ever seen that too much. I can't really recall any albums that do that too often. Yeah. Honestly, I like when I was listening to this. Maybe the sounds are different, but I was thinking of "To Pimp a Butterfly," just yeah. like how yeah. well a story it covers a lot. But it does it so well. And I don't know if it... She talks about the story about a young black kid being stabbed and being uh, in a coma for two weeks. Yeah. And, like, all these strong, like, you know, things which I feel like some people, you know, she's like, I wanted to tell this story. And I think that's very admirable to have your stage and then, you know, lay out beautifully the issues that marginalized people have had, especially in the past couple of years and how it's now coming to light in a more popular sense exactly and she especially with that track i believe it's uh uh is that i think it was little q part two or was it yeah it was little q part two actually Mm -hmm. um uh i i think she does it so well because she she is a pins she is all about her pinsmanship Mm -hmm. like she you you can realize that she sits down and writes Oh, yeah. And does it very cleverly and very with a lot of wit and which is something you like pretty much have to admire because, I mean, let's be honest, not a lot of people do that these days. Yeah. And I love how she was still able to like talk her game up while doing this. Like she had this flow and she knew it, dude. She knew it. And she wanted y'all to know, too, like. I'm here to drop a great album. And even if you don't know my name, now you do. Like, now you do, yeah. It was a really good first listen through for me. And then I continued to love it as I listened again. Mm-hmm. 
And I love how extremely versatile she is on this album. Like it can it can switch from like serene R and B vocals to like very pop influenced tracks like Protect My Energy and to like really like rapid fire rapping like on Standing Ovation. And yes. mm-hmm. every single track is just phenomenal. Like there's not one track on this album where I'm like, yeah, I do not like this song. Right. Which is just crazy. Yeah, um, and going yeah. from uh, the rapper that came to T. I love that interlude. It's so, it's it's in your face about what she's talking about, but it's not like in your face in a bad way. Yeah. And then the juxtaposition to Rolling Stone. When Rolling Stone happened, I was like, oh yeah, here we yeah. go. I like because it's always. It's, I feel like some people when they try to do like, oh, I'm gonna make a banger or a bop, they kind of go too hard. Where she definitely stayed in like this reggae and like a lot of like more tr- not like tribal drums, but more of like a drum circle in yeah. a lot of her songs. Yeah. And I could totally just feel that vibe. She goes for the, you know, like really mellowed out. And I just loved how it was so laid back, but so prominent. I mean, especially with that song you just mentioned, Rolling Stone, that's mm-hmm. like a, that's a subgenre of the UK drill sound, which is becoming increasingly more popular. And that's kind of like her take on it. So it's kind of like, showing her like uk roots yeah which is really cool right and i honestly do not like drill that much but that song absolutely so love good. it absolutely love it and then protect my energy i wanted to know yep. like the lyrical content and that is f- so good that's why i love being alone i love it it's I love it so, much. so good and i love even like the title and it is something that i can see reflected particularly in female and in black culture this sense that you have to protect your energy is like so prominent and she did such a great job of making it into an art piece and i like loved that song it was great (laughs) my personal favorite track is woman the second track that too yeah Mm -hmm. like so the first time i ever heard this i'm not even gonna lie like i bursted out in tears like that oh wow it was just like a very beautiful song and the production is just incredible like uh, uh, the delivery was so stylistic and unique for Wilson. I mean, for rap in general. Like she just had very like very clever ways of delivering her lyrics, yeah. which was just insane. And then the themes of like uh, black women empowerment mm-hmm. and just like calling out everyone from Brooklyn to Ghana to literally all, all these places around the world just kind of lifting them up it's just like it's beautiful and if you haven't seen the music video for this it's absolutely fantastic i have not i'm gonna be looking at a lot of music videos over that too the the (laughs) dying art of music videos because i need to remember that they exist Yeah. yeah um one more track i wanted to mention that i really liked off this album was fear no man with fear no yeah that like children's chorus singing i don't know if it's necessarily a children's chorus but it's like a chorus singing the fear no man in the background and just adding like such great complexion to the whole piece like the album together flows so well and then this piece in particular i really liked how she used other people to like build up this song so much exactly and the the instrumental supported so well too with the gravy the groovy bass line and the rattles and the extremely like stylistic synth patterns it's Mm -hmm. just like that that was one of mm-hmm. my favorites on the album. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Two Worlds Apart too, because that really hit home for me. Uh, it's a very sample heavy R and B track that feels very euphoric and very 
very just otherworldly. It's crazy. And mm-hmm. I love how verse one and two like kind of just suppose each other uh, like very heavily, actually. Like uh, verse one is about how good it feels to like be in love and all these feelings and how invested you can get in someone. And verse two is the eventual end of it and the immense pain and the the lessons that you learn from it, which is just, I mean, something everyone has to experience at some point. Yeah. Uh, a lyric that I really loved from uh, from the song was, covered in silver linings, it took time just to learn about timing. I got lost in it, you got lost in it, you clocked out, meanwhile I stay boss in it. Yes. <laughs> Which she is just so good. Very, very clever. And that was yeah. when she was like just rapid fire, just like throwing out thoughts like every half second. It was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I over I mean, you know, a lot of people say like, Oh, I don't like rap music and I feel like they just haven't explored different sides of rap. Because this is definitely These like I don't people. think of like, oh, this is rap. But it is rap, and I love it, and it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, this music, these are the people that you need to explore. Like, if you're out here saying you don't like rap because you don't like Ice Cube, like, please. Like, you need to Come go on. explore yeah. and find the new stuff that's out, especially, I feel like it's so, like, genius. Yeah, like, and, and artists that are trying to make their so- swan song are going to be the ones that you you won't see it coming it's even better the right. ones who have already made it like drake and you know i mean popular people like kanye i haven't listened to donda but i imagine it's still good Th- they've already made it it's like the same reason why people watch uh college basketball more than nba because the kids are like i'm trying to make it right now i need yeah. to do yeah. the best for and I be mean, like oh it's a paycheck I'm done. like building off of that you can you can hear the hunger in this album, we you can stay hungry. He- yeah, we, we devour. Say, we devour. Oh, but you did not just do that right <laughs> Sorry. now. Sorry. <laughs> Other shout out, you know, The Rock. Go The Rock, man. Yeah, best album of the year, The Rock. So you <laughs> gotta do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can just tell how like driven and hungry she is to be on top, and she she knows it. Oh yeah. She, like she's the top of uh, UK rap by far, mm-hmm. and uh, like just how well this album was received in the states where rap i mean originated and is a lot more popular like it's it's just crazy for a um female uk artist to be doing these numbers that she is and she yeah. deserves that and more like i cannot wait to see where else she goes with her career yes same I here i got to look at totally her back catalog agree. now yeah all of these artists, I'm personally excited to see where they'll be next year, see if they've got anything else they want to release or even in the years that follow, like 2021. Good, yeah. good year for Fantastic music. year. Yeah. All right, folks, you heard it here. You know, 2021 might have been a crazy year here and there, but music, there's always some good stuff out there. And by the way, if you're on CMU campus, be sure to, you know, if you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I like the, how these guys talk. Come down to more Mia Records, our MMR uh, club. Just talk with us. It's fun to have new music to listen to. Share your music. Let's make 2022 even a better year on campus. And keep listening, guys. We'll check you later. Bye. Bye.